ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. Okay, let's go smoke that joint. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Oh, yeah. Yeah! Back in the building. Wake and bake. Normally, during the season, we got the waiver wire. Wake and bake. That is going down. But now that the season is over, we are doing the season in review. Last week, we broke down the top 12 wide receivers and running backs for the fantasy season. We got to make sure that we get all this right, because next year, we're going to forget about all this shit that happened. And we got to be ready to spot the Fugazis. I'm pretty good at it. (laughs) And uh, shout out to Song. Song up in the house. What up, bro? What up, Song? Good MC in the building. Marco, good ev- good afternoon from the Future. I like it, bro. Appreciate you. And, uh, Why didn't you tell me that Brady was going to lose, Marty? <laughs> we were counting on you, bro. We were counting on you. <laughs> oh, man. But it was our fault. Bogey said it. Like, come on, man. We bet on the white man on Martin Luther King Day. Like, I mean, God damn it. We're slacking. <laughs> we were slacking. We were slacking. But all in all, we're still up for the weekend. So no matter what, is as long as uh, we had more money than we had the day before or a couple days before that, I feel like we're all right. I'm more upset that... Uh... I just invested a lot in Tampa Bay in the uh, in the playoff leagues. Yeah, me too. I got uh, well, really. I think Tom Brady's the most that I invested in. Maybe yeah. I have him in like two or three of the teams. I got Godwin maybe in like one team. Maybe Mike Evans in one or two. So maybe not that heavy. I, I feel even worse about the one team that's like all Vikings that I picked just because somehow they all just kept fucking falling to me. And uh, <laughs> that one's the worst. I'm probably out of that league already after like the first week. Yeah, um, I'm only in five of these playoff leagues. I have two out of the five. I have the Brady, uh, the Brady Godwin stack. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like they even like <clears throat> killed it. Where up. like they put in a really good one week number. That's another thing that's kind of lame about yeah, it. Yeah, should just should invest. In, and you know what's crazy is like like guys like DK, where it's like <laughs> we're in the fifth round. I'm like I'm just gonna keep passing on DK. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it sucked because we're just thinking like, man, like, yeah, get Godwin in the third or fourth or whatever. Like, maybe you'll get like two games for us. At least they'll get past um, fucking the Cowboys. Then you got guys like DK coming up, dropping 50. <laughs> or even just, curving, D- just curving CeeDee Lamb in general. And that, that's something I did. You know what I mean? I couldn't get him in any of these ones. People just took him way too early. I mean, he was going high second round in these, so. Yeah, and I definitely curved him in, in, in places where I could have got him in the second. But, yeah, he definitely was a second rounder for sure. Yeah. What up, Ryan? He said, Dynasty Superflex trade a 23, uh, 1.5, and 2.5 for JT. How team? How ready is your like? How poised is your team to win? Like, does JT instantly put your team in top contention for the league? If so, I'm down for that. If not, I'm not doing that. I'll probably just give a first. Yeah. Look at how much uh, you fell off. Like, everybody who has JT. Say that. Come I'm on, gonna man. Downplay. <laughs> I'm gonna downplay him, and I'm gonna be like, listen, bro, he's only worth the first, and that's already generous. You know, the person I mean, who has them has to be pissed. Like, I know it's dynasty, and I know people may get over, you know, some of the emotional shit from the season. But we're talking about a season where he's like the number one overall pick. I don't know if he did a startup or whatever, but I'm sure the person's already thinking of him as a number one pick. He's hurt all fucking year, and then he fucks us in the first round of the playoffs. Like, there's no way that anybody is like super stoked to have JT right now. No way. Yeah, they, and they should be stoked to get a first in return for him. I mean, you play a one point. You play a one point five. Yeah, and like you know, I would. It's, he said it's a super flex dynasty. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking at that person who has JT. I'm looking at his QB situation. If it looks shaky, that that's part of my selling point. Hey, bruh. Say, bruh. I'm gonna <laughs> give you this first. And that puts you in line to get a solid shot at these QBs. You might need one. I mean, but that's if his QB situation looks shaky. You know what I mean? Because right. no one's training up that 1.5 to get a running back. It's like it's Bijan or bust, like at this exact moment until we get more like info about some of these top RBs. And it's like, where does Bijan go? You know what I top, mean? Like, top three, it's got to be, unless yeah, you have sure. people no, who are. I'm talking about like. Oh, in real life. I mean, like maybe Arizona. But they yeah. wouldn't. I mean, would they take a running back third overall? They need one. I mean, I mean, I guess Carter's there, but like. I guess, I guess I wish we got, I guess I wish we got to ask Ricky a little bit about that, but he'll be on again before the NFL draft. Cause I'm curious. Cause he was, I mean, when he was on like last year, that was his favorite college running back was Bijan. And it wasn't just because of the Texas, you know, um, Alliance that they, that they have. He's a bad Uh, motherfucker. Yeah. For guys like us that don't watch college religiously, college football, at least. Even though even we know who that motherfucker yeah, is. Yeah, and, and the eye test is real. You know, you, you watch a couple clips. Granted, they'll probably be highlights. Still, you're like, oh, this is a bad motherfucker right here. Yeah. You know, um, this time last year, I was on, I mean, I was on Brees Hall. Like, you know, Brees right. Hall about to be the next Najee of this class. You know what I mean? And, and you know, you know, Bijan is the, he's the Brees Hall of this class. Just not saying skill-wise or anything, just the high-end running back that is going to be sought after. <laughs> Yeah, and it's different. Like, I mean, this past year, I mean, we had B, uh, we had uh, uh, Brees and we had Ken Walker. You know, we had two guys who were like, yeah. I mean, you could go back and forth on whoever you and, thought was going to. And be they weren't going to go in the first round. You know no, what I mean? No, no. Now, I mean, no. we're getting all the rumors. You know, Bijan might go number ten to like the Eagles or some shit like that because they're playing and, and that makes sense because yeah. that's a team that doesn't need. They're not really wanting for much. Right. Maybe 
maybe just get that at, uh, at the D line. Right. Right. Outside, you know, because there's and the even that, like, they have a bunch of old motherfuckers at yeah, the D lines. Yeah. So that's probably maybe the only and, reason why they. And do they're going to be a draw. I mean, you know, whether they go far this year or not in the playoffs, they're going to be a draw for free agents next year. So they'll be they, for sure. They're not going to need to draft too many. And 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 historically, Howie Roseman, or Howie, uh, yeah, Howie Roseman, um, is that his name? Yeah, I think that's that's the that's the GM for the Eagles. He historically don't. I mean, they, they like getting bringing in free agents in, uh, on defense. You know, I mean, some veterans, role players, et cetera, right? Yeah. They could go for – I mean, people had them taking uh, Brees Hall this year. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, especially I feel like – I mean, that pick that they got from the Saints that's turning into, like, the number 10 pick or whatever it was, however that worked out. They're playing with house money with yeah, that they pick already. they trade that thing back. They might even yeah. trade that thing back. Like, yeah. trade back, you know, for more. <sighs> Yeah, because there's not too many teams that have the luxury of like, okay, man, we can take an RB here. We really don't need anything else. We don't need to fuck with these. QBs. I mean, think about that. The receivers are good. Like, what if they needed like an existing player? Like, hey, Titans, here goes the tenth overall, and we'll take Derrick Henry off your hands. I mean, that's a stupid example, but I'm just saying, like, they could. They could do that, you know. What I, mean? I mean, how like stupid is the example, though? Like, I mean, if the Titans really don't think they're going to make a push and they need more, and Derrick Henry's not enough to get them to the promised land, like the num the number ten pick is fucking high. Like, the number ten pick is the reason why, like Russ Wilson was even like considered. You know, it all started with that one nine or like whatever it was. Then it was more getting added on. But if it's not a top ten pick, who knows if the three first rounders, you know, if that's enough. At least at the time. Yeah. I mean, shit. Who uh, who else is got I mean, the Rams? The Rams don't got no first round picks though, but nah, like no. Nah. Yeah. And they're not I mean, trading up to get a running back. I mean, it, I, I mean if he falls. I, I guess like, you know, right. There is I mean, Bijan's the cream of the crop. Yeah. Like uh, uh and even then though, even him being the cream of the crop, Naj um, I mean Najee's the cream of the crop a couple years ago. He goes twentieth overall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to a team that really, really, really in dire need needed a running back. I'm, like I'm sure the Rams have a. I'm sure the Rams have a second round pick. Yeah, I think they do. And it'll be dumbass high. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. So, you know, what I mean, Brees fell out of the first round just because there was too, too many, you know, defense needy teams. You know what yeah. I mean? And even receiver needy teams, right? Like that was. Yeah. That was well, the first round this year. I guess it's like with the first round pick. Or last like, year. Are you picking a running back that like is for sure going to be a generational guy? You know, like he's really going to make a difference like to the team because you look at like a lot of the guys. I mean, Najee drafted top twenty. Josh Jacobs drafted top twenty. Saquon top five. Zeke top five. Uh, Lenny top five. Christian McCaffrey top ten. Like it's got to be guys like that who they think are going to come in and immediately be the dude like right off the bat. If then we, I want to hear what's happening with Miles Sanders because it's not like he's like, like why, really. Why didn't Why didn't the Chiefs go grab Brees Hall? Why you know Why didn't they grab JT? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. we we don't know what what the scouting personnel is like, right? Like uh, like or the you know how about you know they 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 fucking asked Patrick Mahomes that year like hey you know what I mean? Um, you know, and seeing like don't trust <laughs> don't trust the player to evaluate because it's not like they're watching like hours and tens of hundreds of hours of film of all these guys. He just know he just knew what he saw in the games that he watched him. He looked fire in those games. And like <laughs> you know, just it's already 
it's still eyebrow raising to me. <laughs> and it's it's like <laughs> screams old school minded for the teams that do grab running backs early. Yeah. Look at look at all those names you just listed. You know what I'm saying? Najee. You know, look at it. It's, it's the Roonies with Mike with Mike Tomlin. Old school minded, you know, ground ground and pound, you know, hard nosed football, right? Yeah. Uh uh who else was drafted? Oh, Zeke. You know, at the time it was Jason Garrett, old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, he was the young quote unquote innovator back then, and now he, right. he was old at, at that point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. offensive line, ground and pound, north south running, you know, Ohio running running backs got pedigree. Boom, you know, Zeke's the first rounder. Leonard Fournette coming out of LSU, you know, the next coming of Adrian Peterson. You know, what I mean, he was drafted by the Doug Marone. The Doug Marone uh, 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 regime over there in Jacksonville. You know what I mean? This is a, he's the old school minded guy. You know what I mean? Off, offensive line coach, off, uh, off, you know, that's where he, that's where his coaching lineage came from. So it's like, you know, he want to run the ball. You know what I mean? But, yeah. You know, if you, and then, you know, even uh, for, um, for what's his name even, bro? Fucking uh, Riverboat Run, bro. Old school minded guy. Run, yeah. defense, run the ball. Hey, you know what? Let's get to CMC. You know, I, I guess that that has a lot to do with it too, right? You know what I mean? Because, you know, you look at some of these younger, the younger-minded guys, they're looking at their running backs that like they come a dime a dozen. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like it's, I mean, I know the running back is a skill position. It's a highly touted skill position. I mean, it's also the one with the most turnover. Like that's that that's crazy. Like I mean, there's no way around it. Motherfuckers are getting getting into twenty car crashes a game potentially, and their bodies aren't holding up. Um, we're gonna get to a point where, like, you know, um, you'll probably have like decent depth at every skill wise at every position, like all the way to the third string, like in like five six years, because the amount of talent every year increases, and then you well, know now you have all these the USFLs coming back, XFL. I know that sounds stupid, but now you're gonna have all these other like, you know, minor league type joints where they just produce, you know, just different cesspools of talent. Like I swear, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're probably they're not gonna come in and be like stars, but shit, like depth. I mean, yeah, like look, depth look, for sure. Look at the right. running backs on the fucking 49ers. Like, man, I mean, you know, you take away CMC, like in that trade, it's such a fucking crazy crapshoot. Everyone keeps getting hurt, like over there. No one can stay healthy for like an extended period of time. That's the hardest part because you look at like, I mean, shit. We go back to like the Chargers with LT and Michael Turner and Darren Sproles. You know, the writing's on the wall there. When the Giants, they have, like, Brandon Jacobs and fucking Ward or whatever the hell his name is. Armor? You know, Yeah. Uh, no, I'm even talking, like, when they won. When, when they yeah. won the championships. Like, having multiple, you know, running backs that are just playing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It was Jacobs and Bradshaw. There we go. I mean, the D'Angelo Williams and the Jonathan Stewarts of the world. The Maurice yeah, Jones-Drews and Fred Taylors, like. We could go and, down the I list. I mean, CJ Spiller and Fred Jackson. Like, Hell you know yeah. I mean? like, like, I think someone the other day asked about LaMichael James, and I was like, he was whack. But it was like, he... Hey, hey, clock in the house. What up, bro? What up, clock? But it's like, you know, he... Like, LaMichael James existed to, like, spell Frank Gore. Like, you know, like, we're far removed from one guy getting 90% of it. And it's like a novelty now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, the Derrick Henrys, the... The Najis, the, you know, um, who else? Uh, Brees was getting what? Like, even Brees, was, he was getting like 76%. He wasn't even getting all of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I Monty, think even, 
Even Burns was one of the only guys getting all of it as well, but it, but it was almost like because his secondary option was hurt. You know what I mean? Cleo Herbert. In the offseason, I think I even prerequisite it. I mean, the days of the workhorse are gone. And, like, if you get, like, 80% of, like, the work, I feel like you're a workhorse these days. It's not, like, 95%. I'd say maybe like- even, like, well, I mean, because they used to call that a bell cow, right? The motherfucker yeah, yeah. like, 90-plus, right? Yeah. I think the bell cows these days might even be around 75%. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, th- that'll be kind of an interesting exercise or workshop we'll do one day. We'll look at all the, the top finishers and, like, and how it related to the, the amount of, the, you know, the percentage of what they're on the field. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because this is the lowest percentage of snaps that CMC played in an entire Ever. year. Like, yeah, and he's always like a 100% guy. Never comes off the field. And it's the highest <laughs> that he's ever seen, that we've ever seen. You know what I mean? On a per-game basis. Well, I mean, less touches and uh, you're still killing it. Like, that's what it is. Like, when you're getting 25, 30 touches a game, a lot of those are just, like, grinding plays. You know, you're hitting the middle. Like, yeah, with Carolina, the Carolina shit. Yeah, you're getting smashed right up the middle for no game. It's like a waste <laughs> of a touch for a guy like CMC. He probably gets, like, 35 to 40 yards out of those, 11, you know, 10, 11 carries that are just him getting smashed into the fucking pile. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then, I mean, and Derrick Henry's, I mean, a really good example of that because – We've always said, I mean, well, you go back a couple years. I mean, before Derrick Henry's really like, like three, yards a clip, three yards a clip, then he yeah. busts out the seven. <laughs> yards out of yeah, and you need those 20, those 20 touches because if you don't get that much, who knows if he busts that 70, you know, at the end of the game or whatever, because that's usually what it was. Yeah, and like, I mean, he really, he really moved into Bell Cow, like, like Bell Cow mode because he got the targets this year and he got the receptions and yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's like before, those guys that we're talking about now, like the load carries these days, I mean, and it is awesome to see like a CMC there and, and Joe Mixon because those guys are like from the 2017 class. They're still around doing it. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. you know, even the class before them, the Zeke, the, the, the David Johnson, you know, the Le'Veon Bell, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys, they don't last too long too. You know what I mean? That's why like, I think going back to the the whole reason we even were talking about this, like in, in Dynasty, yeah, I would I would feel like a first round a one five in a super flex rookie draft. I think that's that's a that's more than generous for a JT because I might be getting him for like two years. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know what a running back, bro. So you want to hear some crazy shit? All right, here, here's some crazy shit for Derrick Henry. And this is gonna be a good exercise, and I will go down and break down some numbers on this and um okay so there was one person on the titans who like damn near played a hundred percent of the snaps and uh, it, it ain't derrick henry like that's for damn sure it's uh, it's one of the um let me see offensive linemen no 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 uh roger mccreary uh cornerback he didn't get hurt uh he played in week one week two and week 17 he plays 98 or 99 percent of the snap so literally like a couple what, what uh, did it make him finish what like did, did was he any kind I'm of i'm just looking at snap percentages i'm not even looking okay. at points but this is this, this is for derrick henry purposes okay because yeah. that roger mccreary plays 1165 snaps and he's a cornerback though so that's you know it's not like he's getting banged around like you know what i mean all the time yeah, and I guess there's more defensive snaps maybe than offensive snaps, so maybe this is it's got to be skewed here. But like, just I mean, comparing I name, before you 
name before you said his name like i've heard his name be called on on broadcast before i couldn't tell you that he was a corner because i didn't know who any of their corners oh actually you know what here's what i'm gonna do instead of that i'm gonna add up all the qb snaps because those would that that would equal all the offensive snaps right there you go 1036 <laughs> that, that's how bad the defense was, right? <laughs> wow. They're playing more than 100 snaps than the offense. So I want you to just give me a guess. Out of 1,036 snaps, I'm not saying Derrick Henry snaps on there yet. You can either give me the total snaps or give me the percentage that you think he played of that 1,036 snaps. 70? Lower. <laughs> That's what's, it's insane it's insane to even think that derrick henry who we think is the bell cow of all bell cows i mean he missed the one game that okay. one game though and that even could if, equate to like well, even if you prorate it though and give it to him it's still it's still it's not gonna move the needle that much right uh, yeah like may, like at most he would throw down like i mean in week 18 he plays 56 snaps and that's the most of the year there's only one other game where he gets into 50 snaps yeah see but what he is doing though is steady getting 80 percent of the touches out of the backfield you know what i mean well, Maybe yeah yeah more. yeah for sure yeah so i'll so even add in i'll even add in well let's say he got 50 snaps in this game we'll even add that in just to play around with it 67 percent. that's crazy but i mean but but I think now what's more crazier about it is is just like uh, you know do we do what up stranger what up strangers like do we play any type of scared like when we draft like because you know if you want Derrick Henry you're getting him in the top five right maybe we'll you know, see maybe, and that that's what's going to be the cool part maybe of this not exercise top five. maybe not top five because there's I could probably name five people that I take over Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Well, that's what's going to be interesting about this workshop. And I'm put together some numbers over the next couple of weeks and we'll see what the, cause the running backs is really what we care about, about the percentage. Like, I mean, wide receivers, like if you're getting the ball, when you're out there, it almost doesn't matter the snap percentage that you're getting. But yeah, that's interesting though, that even the guy like Derrick Henry, even if we prorate and say he got 50 snaps, you know, which he only got 50 snaps in two games, that's it. So even putting it at like the high mark, of like his average still not even cracking 70 percent snaps that's pretty it's pretty wild man yeah and uh I mean, Don never, i'm pretty sure though too what's what's even more alarming about it is i almost I, I haven't looked into this yet but i bet you they're at they're they're towards the bottom of the league on total total plays run on offense what tino said i don't think anybody's ever played more than 60 percent of the snaps at the skill position cmc damn near played a hundred percent of the snaps like before that 2000 year or whatever maybe even in that 2000 year i mean uh david johnson in 2016 you know uh zeke in 2016 uh i mean shit, you know cowboys noticed demarco murray yeah the, the, that one that one year he almost ran for two thousand like this is these are motherfuckers that don't leave the field, especially yeah. if you can pass pro. Le'Veon Bell, he played like 96% of the snaps. You know what I mean? That was like yeah. his average, bro. Todd Gurley, those two years, he averaged 86%. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, four games. Four games out of the 16 that he played, he didn't even get 16%, uh, 60% of the snaps. That's crazy for a guy who's the workhorse. I mean, is. there was a... There was a couple games, like, okay, the first time they played Jacksonville, right? 
Um, the first time they played Jacksonville, Derrick Henry got all his yards in the first half. After that, they I, I, I don't know if it was a mixture of they shut him down or they just abandoned the run. Because then You know what I mean? Right. So he only played like that's probably one of those games, right? Yeah. It is, right? And here's uh, and Dennis said, what did Josh Jacobs play this year? I just added up the numbers. He played 75% of the snaps. There you go. See, okay, and, that, and then like, okay, say they already know, we already know Derek Carr's not there. Right. And for, for there you go, Clocky the man. He said, I'll put together something uh to show snap percentage, uh fantasy points, and if there's a correlation. Appreciate you. Yeah, bro. hell yeah. See, you know what I love clock because like I'll wake up in the morning to like graphs, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, send me some shit. Free agents that are available, right? Like that was the last one you sent me. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, because I just he's someone I'll, i I can have like a high level like football conversation with you know what i mean yeah for sure especially, especially in, as it pertains to fantasy you know what i mean because yeah we're a lot of the things like like okay there's some certain things that are no-brainers like i remember when i when when i asked clock how you feel about ken walker he's like i love him i'm like right because this is a no-brainer yeah like to, to us that's a no-brainer he's gonna he's with with pete carroll pete carroll's philosophies run the ball you know Rashad he's, Penny's uh, gonna die Rashad Penny's gonna die Get him later. Th th then there's the, the crop of people that love Rashad Penny. It's like, great, because he's going to push Ken Walker down. Then yeah. he, Ken Walker gets the fucking, you know, the, the hernia or the, the sports or the groin or whatever it was that he had to yeah. you know, miss yeah. significant time early on. Yeah. So it was like we just had him at a stupid value or, or even like people picked him up off the waiver. You know what I mean? Like, right. These are things that are like no brainers to me. Like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, because historically they want they got one guy that gets, you know, 75 plus percent. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything damn near. Everything goes to one guy, going all the way back to Marshawn Lynch. Like so much so that they run that guy into the dirt till he's dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, what what happened after Marshawn? Boom, Thomas Rawls. That lasts for like five weeks till they kill him. And then, yeah. you know what I mean, Chris Carson comes up, and then he's the guy to finish that year. And then then to start uh, 2017, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, like I said, he starts off, he's the guy that he tears his ACL. It's kind of crazy because he actually came back the next year and balled right away, bro. Yeah. Like, uh, and that was a torn ACL, you know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, maybe was it a torn ACL for, uh, for, for 2017 Chris Carson? Either way, my point I can't remember. It's like, okay, why do we like Najee? Because yeah. historically, they want to feed one guy. Yeah, you know? Tino, you're right on. Yeah, it was 75% for uh, for Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Jacobs went crazy this year. And, and what did we say before the season? They're going to run his ass into the dirt. Uh, is the Patriots regime, what the fuck do they do when they're in the green zone? They run the ball. They run the ball. <laughs> I mean, we're like, Damien, if Damian Harris can do that, you know what I mean? And then, then you know, one thing is that he was coming off of 54 balls yeah. the year prior. Yeah. Well, what did he do this year? Josh Jacobs. Uh, he came off of 54 the year prior, 54, 53, or something like that, receptions, you know what I mean? So it's just, we love this. This is a what this is a bell cow. He had like this this is a bell cow right here. This is the first rounder now. And, that, and that's what makes it dangerous. Yeah, 53 receptions uh this year. So stayed right on par. 
okay. with, uh, with last year. More yards, though. More efficient. 400 yards versus 350 the year before. We'll take it. You know what I mean? PPR. I mean, he, he doubles his he doubles his rushing production with more efficiency, right? Because he has three hundred and I mean three hundred and forty attempts plus the sixty four targets. I mean that is the that is the definition of running someone into the ground, right there. Yeah, and and you know four Four point eight six yards per carry. Four point eight six yards per carry. All those touches, damn near five yards a clip. It's way better than league average, to tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, I, I like it when you say "damn near five. Sounds way better than four point eight, but that's fucking phenomenal. You know what I mean? And yeah. here's another thing: it's it's football one hundred and one, right? They come in there, new regime. They're like, "Hey, bro, say, bro, we're not gonna pay you. You better earn that shit." Or put some rip, put some good film on tape, and something about that was really when a motherfucker it's his year to show off and get paid. That really does it, bro. Yeah, because now, like, I feel like I want to avoid Josh Jacobs next year, yeah. right? Like, I, I mean, mean, he's gonna be too expensive. Well, plus yeah, the, I mean, plus the touches. I mean, shit, you four hundred. What if Brady goes there? What? What if Brady goes there? Like, well, he's just know, gonna get more expensive. Crazy. I mean, the crazy. reason why I, I think the reason why we love Josh Jacobs so much this year was because of the hate. Like on him because yeah, that stink so, that he was, was so cheap. Yeah, he part of that he was uh, 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 he was the top of that of that crop where it was like you know it was like Jacobs then you know uh, you know in my, at least in my world it was like Jacobs and then Stevenson and then <laughs> Jacobs was falling outside of the top twenty four at the position. That's Dang. how much motherfuckers were hating on him. <laughs> That's crazy. I got him in the seventh round in Guru's League. I got him in like the sixth round in like multiple leagues, like 12 team super flexes. You know, he's going hella late. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, this year, yeah, now he's going to be a first or a second rounder, something hella stupid, you know, and it's after a 400 touch season. You know, it's just everything, the writing on the wall is going to be bad for the value that we're going to get out of him this year. And uh, Nick Von B. Okay, Tino said 80% on the skill position. He says he's driving. All right, we'll give you a pass on that, Tino. We'll give you a pass. And uh, Nick Von B. He said, Bogart, this Sunday, a game between the Niners and the Cowboys should be good after last uh, after yesterday's Cowboy game. I'm all in on the Niners, as I feel coming from a guy uh, from California that the 49ers are here to play. Cowboys got lucky. Uh, Brady had an off game with all he's going through. And he said Brady needs to retire. Seven Super Bowl rings is enough now. <laughs> um, I mean, there's like a like I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm from out here. You know what I mean? So, you know, the vibe's real nice. You know what I'm saying? And you know me, I try to stay even kill because I've just I've seen it. I've seen it all before. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know one one thing I one thing I, I, I uh one thing that I hate is that. You know, they hate us from last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. But we're not, but we're a better team than last year. You know what I mean? Like, so there's that. You know what I mean? Like it, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of dope for the Cowboys. They're going to, they're earning my respect because they, they, they had to go through Brady on the road. Whether it was Uh a bad Brady or a good Brady, just going on the road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
they're going, they got to go on the road again. So let's, you know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's see what it do. I, they, they, you know, uh, even though they're, they're playing Texas, you know, their training camps are in Cali every year. You know, they go to, what is it, Oxford, Oxnard? Ox- Oxnard. Oxnard. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't nothing. They, 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 they probably feel like they're used to the Cali trip. You know what I mean? Um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be like a memo that, that, that the, uh, the fans put out to not sell tickets. Yeah. Like not, you know, their tickets to, to Cowboy fans because we're probably looking for a red out. You know what I mean? And um, I, Dak really took advantage of things on, like, they had a great scout report. Right. Yeah. Hey, the yeah. Buccaneers are bad against the tight end. Oh, what do you know? The the focal point of the game plan early on was feed Dawson. Up. I mean, uh, what's his name? Dawson Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. Dawson Schultz early and often. Right. Yeah. Then once once they tried to make the adjustment to him, everybody else becomes becomes open. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hits Michael Gallup off of one. Hits C.D. Lamb off of one, and that was a that was a garbage time touchdown at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, that they were just they're just doing they're just doing whatever they wanted to do at that point. So it's yeah. like that, you know. You're gonna play a real defense now, same way like the Brock is gonna play a real defense. Yeah, you know I mean, and it, uh, the Cowboys defense they they should have had like three four picks yesterday. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So the Brock, yeah, Mike the Evans should have had that long ass touchdown too. The fucking bitch. <laughs> God, Mike Evans dropped to at least make us cover our live bet. The son of a bitch. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that then, I like this. Dennis said I traded Zeke. Uh, for Jacobs on y'all's word, and I won my championship. Good shit. Bravo. Yeah. Give yourself a bow. <laughs> and Marco I mean? said, who's going to win next week? I mean, we were hoping that you were going to tell us, bro. Come on. Aren't you from the future? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. And uh, <laughs> Alan said Brady's heartbroken. He needs to go to Vegas and live that Tiger Woods life for a week or two. Uh, Brady's already got a new uh, new piece, right? Not even a side piece. That's just his main piece right now. Because Giselle what if, came around. What if, like, age is actually, like, caught up to him in the bedroom, too, right? So it's like, he's just like, he can't even slay these these, these young ones like he used to in his heyday. Yeah. <laughs> he's just looking in the mirror like, you're Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps fucking trying to pump himself. He's slapping himself around. He's channeling his best Dirk Diggler. <laughs> right? This is your big dick, and you're going to show him how to use it. <laughs> Man, come on, bro. Like, I, Don't you listen to podcasts? There's got to be a Blue Chew you know, discount code that you can use somewhere and go get it up. Like, come on, man. Tom Brady would be like the best for Blue Chew. <laughs> In my age... <laughs> I still want to be steadily on and off the field. So I use Bluetooth. <laughs> it's crazy because last year we're talking with Ricky Williams and we're, we're talking about Tom Brady. And he was like, yeah, you know, I mean, one of the one of the recipes for the fountain of youth is a good relationship. And like, there's a reason why Brady looks like 15 years older than he did last year. Like, stress the fuck out. Giselle's not rubbing, rubbing all those crystals all over him. He ain't using no more avocado moisturizer. Because Giselle had the recipe. She was the one making it for him. Right. You already know, man. That's crazy. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, but Marco said, but I'm stuck in the present right now since Hustler didn't tell me where he found my car. (laughs) Man, (laughs) it says it it there in the post. It says it's at Walmart. (laughs) 
Walmart in Las Vegas. Maybe I didn't say the street, but it's on Blue Diamond. It is the Walmart on Blue Diamond. <laughs> hey, Theo in the house. Let's smoke it up. What's up, Theo? Now it's that Brady's going to retire from football and feel the need to challenge Michael Jordan in a NASCAR circuit and have a sponsored car by Viagra. Because <laughs> I know Jordan, uh, does he have a NASCAR like team? I know he has like a, a more like. The motorcycle racing, like whatever fucking circuit that is, I know he sponsors. I mean, they're so rich. I mean, they're so rich. They can have hella endeavors that just fail, even, and they wouldn't even matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, what didn't he have? Like the Bobcats, they weren't shit. You know what I mean? He still has. Wasn't them. He, like, he still has. Them. He like, they're, the, they're the Hornets now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, didn't he have like a piece of the Wizards too at one point? Like, he didn't just play for them. I don't know. I'm just. You know, I don't think he. I don't think he had a piece of the Wizards. I think that might have been. Uh, I don't know that that might that might have been. Who knows what the fuck that was? Might have been a rumor on that. But I yeah, know that because not an owner, but I but I think he worked somewhere with like the front office. Like he was like the LT to Chargers. That that's what he was to the Wizards. I think like special assistant or you know some shit like that. Why don't he do that for the for the Bulls? Well, because he, he owns the fucking Hornets. What do you mean? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he's oh, one of right. he's one of two. He he's one of he's one of two African American uh, owners. You know, in the in the NBA and shit. I mean, they have zero in uh, the NFL. So, I mean, they got one. They got one Pakistani American. It's funny too because when you when we looked him up, it was like it's Pakistani American, right? Because even though yeah. he's born in Pakistan, it was like. You know, I mean, he'd been, he had been here for so long. Like, it's almost like they got to put it in the title or they won't yeah. allow him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of, yeah, Khan's tight. He's tight, though. Hell yeah, dude. And uh, he's got close. He's got close several times. Well, not several, like twice. Yeah, but I mean, still, like, for like the small market, like, expansion yeah. team you know that nobody ever thinks like we like we always like the jags for fantasy i mean i mentioned maurice jones drew fred taylor you know i mean we can go down the list of like fantasy Allen brothers yeah alan robinson and alan hearns those years yeah but like outside of that we never think about them like actually making a splash in the nfl and now here we are what is this two times in five years six years that yeah. uh that they move past the first round of the playoffs yeah. And this time it's on the strength of their offense. I mean, their defense is super solid. I mean, we've been saying it all year that the Jags defense is like hella underrated. But yeah, the offense though, it's uh even though Trevor almost fucked it all up. I mean, that offense is what brought him back, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he probably maybe he he did it all himself and he got himself out of it. Much respect. He's a Libra. He almost fucked it all the way up. And if the Chargers didn't charge her it up, we would be singing a different tune, I'm sure. <laughs> that's why that's why I think like um they're uh, they're like a maybe a year or a couple of years away from like really being in the conversation. Yeah, because I feel like they got a hit on these next draft picks. Like, I mean, they hit on a few of them. ETN, I mean, I mean it's been all right. But their offense is like they're they're gonna they when when they're healthy they have one of the better offensive lines on paper right yeah and then you know you're gonna have Calvin Ridley there you know um, second year second year in the system 
for these guys, continuity, that's big, bro. I mean, yeah. look at what it did for someone like a Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, that first year he was with Doug Peterson. You know, you get that second you get that second uh, regime, you know, it's, you, know, you got to learn, learn a whole new system. And then, you know, that second year, continuity really, you know what I mean, really helps tremendously. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, we know the regime's going to be staying the same this year, so there's not going to be any difference on the playbook, nothing like that. Yeah. Adding Calvin Ridley, right? Third year third year leap, right, for a QB. That's real, you know what I mean? Like, I'm excited for Trevor Lawrence next year. I hope we don't talk him up too much. <laughs> well, I mean, I was already – Everybody else is. They're, they're going to drive the price. The price is going up. I was already talking him up this year, and um, he's definitely going to be someone who's on my fade list. You know, in 2023, because I don't know if we can trust these Libras, bro. Like, I mean, at the QB <laughs> position, like. <laughs> hey, man, listen, if he's one of two of my QBs in the Superflex, I'm not tripping. I'm about, yeah, to, have hella, I'm about yeah. to have hella Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert looking squads. Watch. I'm just going to watch because <laughs> Herbert's going to go a little later. You know what I mean? Lawrence is going to go higher. It's crazy because I had Herbert and uh, and Lawrence on like multiple of these like three QB leagues also. Yeah, because Lawrence was the value this year. Like, yeah, you know, like value. Yeah, hell yeah, as a second QB in the super flex, that was lovely. And he had some up and downs, and he had some block games, but yeah, he but he also had the blow up games. So I'm telling you, like second year Carson Wentz was dope in that system. You know what I mean? And here is here is one thing that I will say. Here's one thing that I will say about Trevor. He did change the Libra's 1% status now to uh well it's going to be more than one. I mean it's not going to get up to 2 cuz now we have 11 years, you know, worth of info here. But he did add another Libra finish into the last 11 years of top 10 finishers at the position. So I mean, the only other Libra to finish in the top 10 is Jared Goff. Wow. And that explains Jared Goff's whole career. He's a fucking Libra. He's <laughs> a fucking Libra. If it's not perfect, he's fucked. <laughs> they find balance. Well, and seeing, I guess, like, I, I guess, I'm not going to say it was perfect. You know, I mean, nothing was perfect, like, over in Jacksonville, that's for sure. But you look at it the year before and how fucked it was. <laughs> this year at least seemed normal, like, <laughs> like for them. Last year, they just seemed fucked right. the entire time. Right. Uh oh, and Dennis said, Ed, Donatel need to go. Who's that? Is that a GM or something? Yeah. Coordinator or something? I should know yeah. that name. I never heard that name. Front office guy, maybe. Ooh, and Alan uh, setting the record straight. He said, first, Jordan did own a piece of the Wizards and sold it when he had a chance to obtain Charlotte. And he said, second, he wanted a piece of the Bulls, but uh, Reinsdorf, the owner, didn't invite him to the ownership. Wow. How are you going to not invite the GOAT? <laughs> you know, if there's any validity to the mob saying, you know, hey, you better do this, or you know what I mean? And then, they, then they, he does it, and then they kill his dad. Yeah, and he goes away for three years because he finally listens to them. Like, hey, you need to stay out of basketball for three years or something. Maybe who knows, right? Yeah, he comes back, he wins three. I wonder if, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just maybe when he thinks of the Bulls, now he really hates them. They didn't want to fucking 
bring him well, back. Well, remember, well, they didn't want to, they didn't want to pay him either. Like, yeah. I mean, Scottie Pippen, I mean, he was on that indentured servant, you know, fucking contract over there and yeah. was on it for like 10 years and shit. And like, they would never fucking renegotiate his contract. And then Jordan, like, you shouldn't have signed that contract though, but yeah, but I feel you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a catch 22 because, yeah, he shouldn't have he signed it. He was still mad about it, huh? In the last dance, he was, I mean, dude, hot. like, he got like for what people were making, I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan made in one year what he made in like half of his contract, but also it was like Jordan wasn't getting paid until he came back. The second time he wasn't getting shit before he retired the first time. And then he comes back and then he's on one year contracts and it's like 33 mil, 35 mil, 30, you know, and that's like crazy for like nineties money. No one's getting like close to 40 mil, you know, that not in one season. Anyways, I was like, that was like an entire baseball contract back then <laughs> 40 right. mil, four years or like some shit like that. And it's so crazy how like, you know, as soon as he stepped away from, from basketball for good like the, his shoe game was already like in full swing you know what i mean it got well that's what's crazy it got worse after he didn't care about wearing the shoes they got more I, I don't know what it was it was like he cared more in those one through 14 where he was actually using them yeah and after that they got a little they got a little moon bootish yeah it is i mean <laughs> I guess because maybe when 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 uh, when he was making them when he was playing there, you know, he actually played in these shoes, so it's like they they actually had to be good shoes to play in, right? <laughs> and Theo said, "Was that the bowl alarm?" <laughs> Sounds about right. Time to smoke a bowl. <laughs> you know, hey, you got it right. It was a bowl alarm. No, it was a. I just, I, I mean, I got it. My ring camera is dead right now, so I'm like, I just, I, I won't hear the doorbell, and I, I got this fucking repairman coming, and I hate bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's fucked up because we just got this fucking dryer fixed, and these are the these are the casualties of I mean of uh of renting a spot that you have to like because if it, you know what I mean like this this fucking washer dryer it's a, one of those tandem shits and the dryer. It's like the washer worked or the dryer was busted. So they just keep fixing the dryer and it eventually just goes out or it doesn't work. It works poorly. You know what I mean? And then yeah. so we get that fixed. And so now it's fixed, but it's working poorly. Right? Like I said. And then immediately after, fucking the sink starts leaking all crazy. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just shit that my girl is going to constantly like, like, you know, like, I'm like, listen, bro, I didn't do that to the sink. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> And just until we get it fixed, it's like this this annoying anxiety on it that she like brings to the table. But it's also too in, in the universe. I believe in great balance, right? And I yeah. always tell her, "Well, you needed something to trip off of, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't be not tripping ever. You know what I'm saying? There's the sink leaking. You know what I mean? Oh man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. It's just... <laughs> And this should be like a routine joint where they come in and just switch the pipe out on the bottom, you know what I mean? Because it's not uh -huh. like so I'm hoping like the motherfucker just got it in his in his truck. Like, yep, yeah, I got that in my truck. Like, all right. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I just don't like people in my house neither, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who does, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's my house. 
like if, if the door rings i feel like uh, like jordan belfort's dad and uh, when like the phone rings <laughs> he just starts like screaming who the hell has the gall to call at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> but then as soon as he answers the door then he puts his uh <laughs> then he puts his uh his english accent yeah. <laughs> well yeah i'm gonna that's my cue because now even the baby's waking up so all right i'll be tap i'll be tapping in all right sounds good Peace out. All right. Well, now might be a good time. Now we'll just go down and uh, for these uploads, I'm trying to get a little get get some graphics on here as well. But we're gonna jump into the quarterback position and we're gonna break down the top twelve points wise. And here we go. We'll start off with, or actually, we'll do. We got to do the video like we're like we're starting this. So, what up? What up, fantasy football hustler? Back at you, season in review series continuing, and we are breaking down the quarterback position. We're breaking down the top twelve, but we are going to go into a little bit more than that for all you super flex freaks out there like us. Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, what up, Zeb? He said, my homies. The number one guy, that is for sure. <laughs> Where is it? There we go. Yeah, Mahomes is the number one guy. 509 points. Oh, yeah. 5,250 yards, 41 touchdowns, 435 completions, 358 on the ground, and four touchdowns. On the ground as well. So 45 total touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. The only QB, only player over a, over 500 points. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Theo said Hertz would have been number one if he wasn't injured. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, he finished with 423. So let's see. That's 86, 86 points. Uh, and how many games did Hertz miss? He missed two games. That's it. Uh, so let's see. 423 divided by 15 times 17. Nope. If uh, if we're on the exact same pace for Hertz, he finishes with 479. And so he would have finished second. Uh, but no, he would not have beat Mahomes if he was on the same pace. Um, and Josh Allen was number two. 475 points, 4,300 yards, 4,316 to be exact, 35 touchdowns, 362 completions. Hell of a lot more running attempts than Mahomes, though. 126 attempts for 776 yards. Hertz would have had that beat if uh, if he would have played those other games, but he finishes higher than Hertz in the rushing and seven touchdowns on the ground as well. Just money in the bank. That's for sure. And Marty said Hertz would have been closer to MVP. Yeah, he definitely needed to play those games uh, to be in the MVP talks. But I think it is going to end up being Patrick Mahomes who ends up getting it. And Facebook user said uh, Josh Allen should be in the top five. Yeah, for sure. He is top two. Top two. And then now let's get into number three, Mr. Joe Burrow. 435. 4,500 passing yards, 36 touchdowns, so even more passing than Josh Allen. Only five rushing, though. So Josh Allen did have him beat in the total touchdown category, 42 to 41. 
Josh Allen had more yardage uh, if you combine the rushing and the passing than Burrow. But yeah, solid finish for Burrow. That is for damn sure. So he paid off the draft capital. And then Hurts, I mean, someone who really, really paid off the draft capital, 423 points, 760 on the ground, 13 touchdowns on the ground. So that's the most, most rushing touchdowns for any QB, that's for sure. On his passing game, 3,700 yards. So, I mean, uh, if he plays those other two games, I mean, there's a really good chance. More than likely, he's going over 4,000. Only 22 passing touchdowns, though. I mean, 35 total, adding it into the rushing. But he's got to take a big step up in the the passing, in the passing touchdown category and in the yards because, I mean, we don't want him living and dying by his legs, and that's pretty much what he did. This year, it was uh, it was a lot on the legs. And Zeb, he said, uh, Russ Wilson's trash, last QB in the league. Yeah, I'm sure we will not even be. I'm sure he won't even crack this. We'll probably list off the top 24, and he might not even be there. And Theo said, Hertz had more points uh, per game than Mahomes in my league. I uh, think it would have been close. Yeah, it just depends on what type of league you're in. If Like, if it's like four... Uh, touch four passing, uh, four points per passing touchdown. Yeah, I mean, Hertz is like very, very close to him, if not, like you said, more points per uh, what's it called? More points per game. Yeah, because uh, the 13 touchdowns, I mean, getting six points for that versus four points for the passing touchdowns. I mean, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Uh, this scoring that I'm doing is just six points across the board for passing and rushing touchdowns. And Marty said, When do waivers go through in the playoff leagues? Wednesday. Wednesday, just like normal. And Tino said, I think Burrow might be the best QB in the league. I mean, it's definitely debatable. He's up there for sure. I mean, if we're, I mean, if it's just opinion based, you know, I mean, no one could say, if anyone says Burrow's the best, no one can say that he's wrong. I still think it's Patrick Mahomes, and I've been on that side for a few years now, but, uh, you know, pretty fucking awesome either way. Now, so we, that, that's the top four Mahomes. Allen, Burrow, and Hertz. And all those guys were just on a different level. Those guys were the ones who were above 400 points. Nobody else on this list is above 400 points. But the number five QB, what a shocker. Geno Smith with 369 points. 69, dudes. What? Geno, a top five QB. Uh, Waiver wire pickup. Uh, last type of pick, you know, like, I mean, that's, what's crazy. 4,282 yards, 30 passing touchdowns. That's eight more than Hertz had. He only had 366 on the ground and one rushing touchdown. So that's why the big discrepancy between Hertz and him, obviously, but 30 touchdowns, 30 passing touchdowns. That is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't throw for 30. Herbert didn't throw for 30. Brady didn't throw for 30. Pesos didn't throw for 30. Aaron Rodgers didn't throw for 30. Tua didn't throw for 30. I mean, we could just keep going down and down the list of uh, people who did not throw for 30 touchdowns. There was only four QBs that threw for 30 touchdowns or more, and Geno Smith was one of them. Crazy, and it's definitely because of DK and Lockett. All right, the number six QB on the list here. Where are you Vikings fans at? Kirk Cousins, Corky Kirk, 4,500 yards, just finishes 11 points shy 
of uh, of Gino here. And I mean, what can we say about Kirk? 29, 29 touchdowns, 424 completions. He doesn't run. He only had 92 yards. He had two, uh, two rushing touchdowns. I think he outperformed uh, what everybody thought he was going to do because he was getting drafted in the bottom of the top 10, finishes number six. So he's definitely paying off the draft capital. That is for sure. Now, number seven, someone who also outperformed their draft capital, Jared Goffel. Oh, yeah. we uh, He was one of my favorite like QB3s to like get. And 4,400 yards, 29 touchdowns. Neither one of them eclipsed the 30. Only has 73 on the ground. So, you know, I mean, he's not rushing, you know, really at all. But finishing QB7, uh, yeah, pretty fucking crazy. Pretty fucking crazy. QB7 for Jared Goff. And Theo said, yeah, four-point passing touchdown. And he said, that's interesting. Uh, understand how Mahomes would be better in six-point passing TDs. Yeah, I mean, six-point passing TDs, Mahomes, it, it's not going to be Hurts having more points per game than Mahomes, that's for sure. Crispy in the house. What up, bro? All right, so we're on QB8. And we get to our man, Trevor Lawrence, who's setting the Libras, uh, who's going to be changing the bar for the Libras. And actually, Jared Goff finishing in the top 10. Also, that that cha- he's a Libra as well. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe all this uh, Libra talk before this. Who knows? Maybe, maybe things start changing around here. And uh, so Trevor Lawrence, 4,100 yards, 25 touchdowns. He got off to a slow start in the beginning of the year. Had a couple single-digit games before their bye. And actually, I guess week 17, he had a single-digit game as well. And Tino said, sunshine. <laughs> 291 rushing yards for uh, for Trevor. And, I mean, that's a little bit of a step back from last year. We would think that, uh, that he was going to be doing it a little bit more. But he breaks 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns to eight interceptions. So, I mean, that's a way better than the 12 touchdowns to 17 interceptions last year. And he's trending in the right direction. For a potential third year breakout. I mean, this is a great, this is a great season. It's a really, really great season, you know. But we're talking about him breaking out, getting over 4,500 yards, over 30 touchdowns, like that kind of stuff, maybe cracking 400 yards rushing. He did have five rushing touchdowns. And we saw him get that touchdown against the Chargers as well. And uh, Theo said for, four INTs in his first playoff start. That was hella shaky. And three of them went to the same guy. <laughs> And, uh, yep, Marty said it, Goff and Tila are both Libras. Yes, that is for sure. Ha! And I said Crispy's in the house, and Crispy is under the house. (laughs) All right. And QB9. QB9 is our man, Justin Herbert. Oh, man. 25 touchdowns, 4,700 yards, both step backs from last year. 10 interceptions, that is less. Than last year as well. I mean, the thing that's kind of puzzling, I mean, he does have more attempts, wasn't able to go down the field, you know, as much. So the efficiency uh, definitely was not there this year compared to last year. So maybe we blame that a lot on the injuries. Um, 142 yards on the ground. Now, QB 10. 
Tom Brady. Tom Brady as QB10. As much as we like hated on him, he totally paid off the draft capital because he was being drafted as QB10, 11, 12, 13. You're picking, you're you waited on him late, and he ended up being a, a late QB1 is what he ended up being. Like that's the crazy thing about it. 4,600 yards, only a couple shy of 47, 25 touchdowns as well. That's the thing where he really took a big dip. Uh, no rushing yards. He had negative one rushing yards for the season. <laughs> and uh, one TD, so he did get one QB sneak in there. But, yeah, Brady. Um, I mean, it was really the end of the year that kind of, I mean, shit, week 17, 43 points. I mean, that tipped the average, you know. But week 16, I mean, it was okay. Wasn't really killing you. I mean, you go back to the beginning of the season, 13 points, 10. 16 then you had 30 21 and 14 but then 11 you know like he had so many bad games like in the year here but finishing as qb 10 and peacock he said wow what a <laughs> that game was boring as fuck last night that is for damn sure and uh theo said herbert didn't have his weapons but he's still a monster well i mean that's one of the that's one of the things that we're talking about you know i mean he finishes qb 9 but he's definitely not Fugazi. I mean, everything is very, very similar. I mean, the, the things that weren't similar, <laughs> the passing weapons. Um, he's always kind of been missing some guys. I mean, Williams isn't the healthiest guy. But, yeah, missing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams for majority of the year at the same time, that hurt. Jalen Guyton was his deep threat. You know, he got hurt early in the year. So we could make some excuses for him. We could. And Stranger said that Sherbert ain't got it. Oh man, yeah. So it wasn't wasn't a great uh, wasn't a great Sherbert strain for Stranger. And we're gonna smoke it up. I got some pink runts that uh, we're gonna get up in the mix here. And let's get down to QB eleven, and that is Justin Fields finishing his QB eleven, cracking the top twelve. All thirteen, all uh, twelve of the of these, uh, all top twelve QBs, all finished with three hundred points or higher. And uh, the, the these last two, they are Russian fools. That is for sure because you look at Fields' passing numbers. I mean, mediocre at best. I mean, twenty two hundred yards. Uh, that by far, you know, the least amount of passing yards in the uh, in the top 12 QBs 17 touchdowns you know i mean let's see what did he throw last year last year he throws 7 so i mean huge improvement 17 passing touchdowns to 11 interceptions last year he throws 7 TDs and has 11 interceptions um big jump in the rushing obviously i mean that's what got him in there 1100 and 43 rushing yards with eight rushing touchdowns. That looks like only second to Hertz. And how many games did Fields miss? One, two. Dang, I guess he only missed two games officially. Uh, week 12 and then uh, week 18. And that's it. Yeah, Kenny stayed trill in the house. What up, homie? Said happy Tuesday. Hell yeah. Wake and bake Tuesday. Let's get it. And Peacock said T-Law won the Battle of the Golden Locks against Herbert. Head and shoulders commercial imminent. Yeah, that is for sure. And Marty said Minshew probably finished above Zach Wilson. Potentially. Potentially. So, yeah, Fields, I mean, 
as much as I was like kind of hating on him because of Chicago, I mean, he improved everywhere. He improved in the passing yards, even though it wasn't uh, by much, but improved in the, uh, the completions, uh, improved in the TDs. Uh, he had one more interception, but for the amount of attempts that he had, he had like 50 more attempts in 22 versus 21, only one more interception, but adds 10 more passing TDs, you know, so we'll take it there. And then, I mean, just the craziest year ever for a rushing QB, 160 attempts, 1143, eight touchdowns over seven yards of carry. Like that's insane. Like who knows if he's going to be able to uh, repeat anywhere close to that. But if he does something similar to like what Hertz did this year, maybe not even 13 touchdowns, but he throws down like 700 yards, which uh, I mean, shit, Josh Allen and Hertz both ran for 700 yards. If he gets over, and that's going to be a big part of their game. I mean, they need him to do that. So Fields, uh, but he's going to get drafted hella early. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, even Hertz was kind of falling in drafts this year. I wonder the correlation between, like, where Hertz and Fields are even going to be going. And Stranger said, nothing wrong with uh, with my weed at the moment. Oh, I call Herbert Sherbert. Okay. Yeah. He, uh especially towards the end like that's the thing where he really fell off in the end with herbert i mean look week 18 uh, which doesn't count i mean 20 points not too shabby week 17 20 points i mean that's not too shabby but you looking like you know i mean the 30 point games that he was getting in the beginning of the year i mean he added one or two in the middle but even like just last year uh let, let's see how many 30 point games he has in 22 compared to 21 let's see one, two, he only has two 30 point games or more in 2022 In 21. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If we include week 18, so seven games out of 17 where he had over 30 points. I mean, it's compared to two. I mean, that's the biggest difference in Herbert. I mean, it's really, they fucking, uh, the big playability, the big game. I mean, he just, it wasn't there in this year compared to last year. Yeah, itty bitty South City said, bang, bang, Niner gang. Smoking on that cowboy pack all week. Let's get it. All right, and the final QB to crack the top 12 in 2022. It is Danny Pesos. What? 3,200 yards, 15 passing touchdowns. I, I You know, I mean, it is an improvement from the year before, but you don't really want him because of the passing. I mean, he had 15 touchdowns, uh, 15 uh, throwing touchdowns, only five interceptions, so pretty efficient. Like there, it was the 700 rushing yards. Like that's where it was at. The seven touchdowns, that's definitely giving him a bump, you know, everywhere. That uh, I don't know. I, I mean, he's someone I'm very, very like indecisive about still. Because I think a lot of it is really fugazi, right? Like, it really depends on what kind of weapons they get him over there. It really is. And Tino said, Purdy about to get exposed this week. <laughs> Stranger said, and for my next bowl, another lemon grab. It's the it's my best morning strain at the moment. I like it. I like it. Devo! He said, haven't seen the Cowboy fans this excited since Brokeback Mountain came out. Ah! <laughs> <sighs> And uh, Peacock said, uh, yo, 420 crew, any recommendations for weed stash boxes? Not necessarily on a weed stash box, but uh, I mean, definitely. 
one of the Heisman Pelican cases. I mean, I definitely think this is like one of the best weed stash boxes that you can get. So, I mean, if you've seen the big Pelican cases, you know, this is just a micro version of it brought to you by our friends at Heisman. And, uh, yeah, for everyone who needs anything from over there and uh, they got a bunch of swag and it's all it's super dope, man. Got to go to Heisman.shop and use the promo code 420 crew, of course. So, yeah, go over there, save yourself 15 percent. And uh, yeah. And let me know, Peacock. Let, let me know if that's something you might be interested in and I can. uh uh, I'll see if we can get one to you. And he said, might as well grab a hat or a hoodie while I'm at it. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Fire stuff over at the Heisman shop. That is for sure. Right. All right. Let's see. And we got, hold on one sec, guys. And then we're going to get to where uh, we're going to read out. At least the other numbers. All right. Okay. Danny Peso is rounding out the top 12. So let me read out the top 12 again. Then I'm going to read off the top 24. And then, uh, and then we'll be out of here for the QB section. And so we got Mahomes. Josh Allen. Joe Burrow, Hertz, Gino, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, back-to-back Libras, Justin Herbert, Brady, Fields, and Danny Pesos to round out the top 12. Now, this is where it's going to get very, very interesting and we're going to be talking about the top 24. So I'm just going to read them off. We're not going to go too much in depth into the stats or anything. But we got Rodgers at QB 13, 295 points. It's crazy because as much as people were hating on Rodgers, still finishes as QB 13. That's kind of where he was being drafted. Tua at QB 14. Injuries, obviously, he would have cracked the top 12 if he's uh, if he wasn't injured as much as he was, because how many games did he miss? He missed one, two, three, four. He missed four games, four games. Derek Carr as uh, QB 15. That's a little alarming to me, but it's also because guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, injured for a bunch of the season. I mean, he only finished three points behind Derek Carr. So Derek Carr is obviously finishing lower than that. If Lamar doesn't miss the games, Russ Wilson, what? I mean, he misses two games, but he still goes in and finishes 13, 15, QB 17. Dak misses a bunch of time. One, two, three, four, five. He finishes as QB 18, missing five games. This one's kind of crazy. Marcus Mariota, oh my gosh, as QB 15, 17. QB 19, oh man, QB 19 is where Mariota finishes. That's kind of insane. Kyler Murray as QB 20, and he missed one, two, three, four, five, six games, and he's probably going to be missing all of next season. Judge Davis Mills Lane, let's get it on. Finishes QB 21, Dalton 22, Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. QB 23. Wait, wait. 
yeah, QB23. And then <laughs> Jimmy G, <coughs> handsome Jimmy by hooker by crook, making it into the top 24 fantasy-wise. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And Stranger said, I prefer, I prefer the ball jars. And so I assume that he wasn't talking about an actual like canister for the weed. I just assumed he was talking about something to actually put the his weed stash in there. And Marco, I'm on record for saying that uh, I think that car is going to go to the Saints next season. Hess in the house. What up, bro? All right. And uh, appreciate everyone who watched the QB season in review upload. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you smash subscribe if you have not smashed it yet. And we got live streams happening all the time. So turn on the notifications. We'll see you next video. Peace out. And everybody don't leave because we're not peacing out. I'm just, I did that because we're doing it as an upload. So don't peace out everybody. And then we're going to do the linebackers today. And then uh, and then we're going to be it. We're doing every, uh, all these wake and bakes for pretty much the month of like January, maybe dipping our toe into February. Um, <laughs> um, just reading what Marco says, you're a savage. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for all these wake and bakes, we're going to do two positions and we're going to break down the top well, the top 12 in detail, and then we at least mention the top 24. This is going to be good stuff for us to watch, like, months and months and months later. Um, yeah, Marty said, peace. They said, oh, shit, good. <laughs> yeah, we got one more one more upload uh, that we're going to be doing. <clears throat> we, I got to do it this way because it's just uh, we're already here. Might as well do it. It's better than me, like, recording these videos, like, on the side um, and still doing all this part. So, yeah, we're going to do the linebacker video, uh, season in review, and that'll be, like, the last one. That, that'll that be the last position that we covered today. And then uh, and then we'll be covering a bunch of uh, – we, we got more. We're like, I still we still got to do the tight end, and then we got to do other IDPs. So I think we're going to have – yeah, either one more version of this. Um, maybe we can knock it out quick or potentially two more uh, versions of this. Ooh, yeah, Peacock said, uh, yeah, something to hold up to two ounces and a few other things. So this one might not be that that good for that then because it is pretty, uh, it's not it's not super tall. I mean, unless um, it's in like a Ziploc bag or, you know, one of the uh, the like, the little like vacuum seal, you know, bags like that, but obviously a bigger one. But yeah, other than that, I don't know if this one will fit because it's still it's kind of small. It's almost it's almost like a pen. It's almost like a super dope pencil case. That's what Bogey said. He's like, I'm gonna use mine as an eraser case. <laughs> like you better not be using that shit as an eraser case, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let's smoke it up. And then uh, crispy, we're not leaving yet. And make sure everyone is uh, ma make sure you're all um, caught up with us live. And uh, let's smoke. Let's smoke. And then we're going to break down the top 12. Um, the top 12. Uh, what's it called? Um, linebackers. Yeah. The 
the top 12 linebackers and uh, the list is a doozy the list is a doozy and i wonder if i could find like the top 12 linebackers that i said like last year like going into this because i can't remember if i did one for redraft or not let me see Let's see. Uh, let's see. All right. Here's my top 12 linebacker list from last year. Let me see if I, uh, I, I recorded this in June. And, uh, do I have timestamps? Damn, I definitely don't have any timestamps. Oh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, actually, so I do got I do got the top twelve, and I'll let you know. So my top twelve last year was Roquan at number one, T.J. Watt at number two, Micah Parsons at number three, C.J. Mosley at number four, Devontae Campbell at number Devondre Campbell at number five, Leonard at number six. Bobby Wagner at number 11, Eric Kendricks at number eight, Devin White at number nine, and Denzel Perryman at number 10. So let's see how that list correlates uh, for here. And uh, and actually, dang it, I got to read that shit out again because haven't even technically started this video yet. And Ryan, what up, bro? Said uh, LOL. I'm, uh, I'm, still, uh, I'm still staring at JT <laughs> For the 1.5 and the 2.5, my inbox. You guys are the best. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Ooh, yeah. Hess said toiletry uh, travel bags work well, too, especially the manscaped one. That is a good one. And uh, promo code bogey balls. Promo code bogey balls. And Tino said that list ain't bad, right? I mean, because a lot of the guys who uh, who didn't end up in there were because of uh, injuries. Like, um, that's what's that? Uh, because, I mean, Roquan, he finished there. Um, CJ Mosley, he finished there. Wagner finished there. Um, and actually that's really it really just those three. Um, a lot of guys didn't get in because of injury and, uh, yeah, we'll read out. I mean, most of the guys who I had, I mean, at least I mean, half of them finished inside the top 16, 17, uh, half the guys finished inside the top 17 that I had. And then a lot of the other guys, yeah. Injury. Uh, injury riddled uh, stuff definitely um, definitely changed. Uh, I don't know why I, I was sleeping on Ola Kuhn though. Like, um, yeah, just I, I don't know why I didn't. I, I had him inside the top twelve, but I didn't have him inside the top ten, and that's where I was fucking slacking because uh, him going over to Jags, I didn't think he was going to repeat. His uh, I, I just did not think he was going to repeat that season, and uh, he finishes as number two. Uh, last year and then backs it up with an even better season than he did the year before. So, all right, we're going to smoke this bowl and then, uh, and then we're going to kick off this, uh, this IDP uh, linebacker season in review. 
And Tino said, sack all your weed. Uh, nobody will want to ma match you if you pull a bag out of your drawers. <laughs> Savage. I don't know. I think you might underestimate people in Texas, though, bro. <laughs> And uh, get ready, guys. <coughs> We're going to be having. <coughs> We're going to be doing our um, our yearly award ceremony, and that's going to be happening. Uh, uh, I know we got to plan it a little bit, and I'm ass bogey, but I think that might be on the playmakers. That might be a playmakers thing, like next Wednesday or something. And this year, we're combining offense and IDP. We're not separating them like we did in the past. So it's going to be fucking epic. It is going to be epic. Guys, make sure that you are there. Make sure that you are there. Be there or be square. <laughs> yeah, this offseason... <coughs> I'm really going to focus on doing more, <coughs> more IDP videos. I'm even, uh, <coughs> yeah, the waiver wire wake and bake. I mean, that's just one of those. It's one of those episodes where we can mix in a bunch of different things. Cause I really want to break down IDP one, two, three scoring for a bunch of people too. Cause, uh, I just think by far it's the best, <coughs> it's the best scoring, um, best scoring system out there and it's the default for sleepers so i mean that's another uh that's another thing that we really like oh, damn it all right hold on a second guys technical difficulties here glad it happened right now before we started doing the idp stuff so just hang with me gotta shuffle some things around in the background here and what are you guys smoking on? I know what uh, I know what Stranger's smoking on because he uh, he announces every single bowl like the weed sommelier, you know that he is. But uh, I didn't see anybody else throw it in. What are you guys smoking on right now? I'm smoking on the pink runts, and uh, man, so fire, so fire. All right, all right. Got it all, got it all fixed. Sorry about that. All right, and Marty, he said, uh, was showing my brother-in-law uh, the playoff leagues and IDP, and he said he's definitely gonna do IDP next year. It's so fun, and like, see a lot of people like they're hitting me up over the weekend, and they were like, "Man, like my IDPs are killing it," and like without knowing, you know, really who to go for. I mean, especially right now, we're talking the cream of the crop in uh, in the NFL team, so it makes it a little bit easier to. Uh, makes it a little bit easier to draft the players, you know, versus like having the full 32 teams and all that in the mix. And uh, Hess, he said, mystery, mystery haze. I like it. I like it. And uh, <laughs> dang it. Well, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, Tino. I'll, uh, I'm going to read it out again. I'm going to read it out again. Because we haven't even technically started the IDP video yet. Um, we're going to smoke one more bowl. Had that tough technical difficulty. Now I didn't even feel feel like I'm out of my element right now. And uh, so, yeah, we'll switch it up. Make sure we get it going the right way here. All right. But, yeah. And if uh, I, I'm really looking for people who want to help. I got a few projects 
in the tank. And um, if anyone's looking to kind of join the team, like nothing's paid, you know, as of yet, but I am working on building, you know, uh, more, more paid things. And uh, we got a few projects right now that I would love to get some people in the 420 crew to help out with. Uh, so if you guys have some, I mean, I know no one really has spare time, but if you have time that you want to dedicate to kind of help these projects that I'm doing, it's going to be super dope projects. That's going to change fantasy football, especially like with the IDP side as well. So yeah, let me know. Just shoot me a message and let me know if uh, if you would like to join in on this madness for the off season. And then one thing that I really, really need help with is uh, we really need like a 420 crew, like street team, you know, we're like not a literal street team, but people who are like sharing the videos, like out on social media and stuff like that. Cause like YouTube has a shadow band and that's really like, you know, it's, it, I mean, it just slows us down. Like, like that's all it's doing is just slowing down the growth. And I feel like if the 420 crew can kind of come together on this, on sharing like the, the YouTube videos, the podcast, like even just listening, like, I mean, hustlerpod.com. If you guys don't like listen to like, it doesn't even matter if you guys don't even listen to the, uh, listen to the podcast, but just like downloading the podcast, following the podcast, leaving a review, because everything on the podcast is all the videos that you guys are watching on YouTube. It's just in podcast form for those podcast people. But all that helps, like literally just like going in, even just playing the video or playing the, um, the what's it called? Playing the podcast so it starts, you know, like anything like that helps the cause. So appreciate you guys. Hustlerpod.com. That's another way that you guys can help the 420 crew. And uh, see, Stranger said YouTube failed to alert me when you were on today. We go live so much that sometimes, like, I think YouTube only alerts you three times in a 24-hour span. And sometimes we go live so much that we go live more than three times in a 24-hour span. So, yeah, that's the thing that's kind of tough. But I do tell everyone, if you want the updates, you go to 420crew.org. You join the crew every single video, like as it's about to start, like posts to uh, the Patreon is uh, the app, what it's uh, uh, the app, what it's called. So you get the app on your phone and you're literally alerted of like everything that happens 420 crew.org and everybody who is a 420 crew member, you will be getting entries into every raffle that we do. And the next big raffles are going to be, for the Super Bowl, get ready. That is in less than a month's time from now. And Marty said, if you follow the Twitch, it alerts me every time on my phone. That's another good one. So I'll put the link in here for everyone who doesn't follow on Twitch. Go follow on Twitch. I appreciate you guys. If nothing else, you'll get you'll get the alerts. And for we got we got to grow the 420 crew on Twitch as well. Twitch is really lit there. Twitch and YouTube, they're the ones who uh, we actually get money from. You know, it's not much, but uh, as we grow, those are going to be things that fuel the 420 crew businesses and all that. So appreciate you guys. And Marco said, I turned on that I get all notifications, and it took YouTube a while to get on that. See, and I'm not really sure why. Not really sure why, but I, I think it just has to do with us being shadow banned is uh, is what it is. And, you know, it, it's because of the weed. It's not because of anything else. It's really, well, I mean, it might be because of the music and stuff too, but we were shadow banned long before we started playing the jukebox, you know. 
And Theo said, Twitch Prime sub if you have one. Yes, because it is free for anybody who has Amazon Prime to subscribe on Twitch. And it's like a $5. It's a free $5 that Amazon Prime gives you every single month. And all you have to do every single month is just subscribe and then resubscribe every month. And then you get extra entries into the raffles for that too. And Marco said, now I get so many notifications, I have to mute my tablet at night. I like it. I like it. And uh, Stranger C says, see, I, yeah, I have this show set to all notifications too. That's the tough thing. Like, I, I don't even know the rhyme or reason why some people don't get notifications and some people do. And Stranger, you're the man, because I know <coughs> Stranger doesn't even fuck with fantasy football. <coughs> but obviously, a big 420 fan and a big football sports fan in general. So I appreciate you, Stranger. You the man. Because uh, we want just more weed heads on here. Like, that, like, fantasy football is just one of the things that we talk about. But yeah, it's really like the cannabis, man, the tree. That's the, that's the thing that's going to connect all of us like even more than fantasy football ever will. So I appreciate all you guys tapping in and rocking with us, whether <coughs> it's to listen to something that you are super interested in, or if it's just a smoke session to hang out with the crew. I appreciate you guys. And Theo, you demand, bro. Appreciate you, homie. I wish that the actual um, emoji would pop up, uh, but uh, we have the most lit emojis on YouTube. And Tino said, I work for myself. I have 97, 16 unread emails on my phone. I don't even listen to my phone anymore. <laughs> and uh, Stranger, he said, I'm learning fantasy football. Sounds like if I'd start, um, I'd like best ball. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that best ball, <laughs> the way that I categorize that, it's like microdosing fantasy football because for everyone loves the draft. Like, that's the most fun part of uh of fantasy football is like the draft and that's mainly what you do in best ball you draft you draft you draft and then you don't have to do anything like throughout the season so there are uh there are a little bit of uh, of good and bad things you know when it comes to best ball because you don't get to change your team like at all but it always starts the best players no matter what but yeah best ball would be a really good way to get into fantasy football and we have a really huge best ball tournament and we draft pretty much all throughout the month of July. So it's a, it's a super fun time. It's a super fun time. And we start drafting right after 4th of July. <coughs> Jeez. Let's see. Tino just sent me a picture so I could see it. Yeah. 9,000. 9,000 unread emails. <laughs> Hess said he has 56,000 unread emails. I think Hess might got his beat. Yeah, because on mine, I only have 3,900 unread uh, unread emails. <laughs> you guys got me beat. And, uh, and Theo said, I'm only at 8.5K unread, RIP. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, who's got time to read all these emails, bro? Like... <clears throat> that's what's tough. Like if you're important, you're starred in my email. <laughs> if you're a not important, like, man, you might never get that shit read. All right. 
And uh, Tino says the side effects of the industry has. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. And Stranger said, I doubt I'll be any good in July, but it still sounds fun. Yeah. And uh, so for these best ball tournaments, it's like a $22 like entry fee. So it's not a crazy amount of money. And uh, yeah, more, people would pay more than $20 just to draft more often than not. And uh, but this year uh, it was supposed to be a $1,500 purse, but because uh, but only top 10 were supposed to get paid out. Uh, but because of like everything with the game, we changed it from top 10 to top 33 because that's who made it all the way to the last week. And uh, number one, they, they still ended up getting 1200 bucks uh, from there. So um super stoked. And they got, well, not just the, the 1200 but also got a championship ring and then also um, got the jersey of their choice of the six that were available. They chose the Becky, the Icebox O'Shea jersey. But it's super fun, dude. Super fun. And uh, and trust me, if you're hanging out smoking a lot of weed with us, we're gonna be talking fantasy. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll be a lot more ready than you think come July. And as I said, people want to get a hold of me, <laughs> they can find me here. There we go, Hess. You the man, you the man. <laughs> and Marco said probably most of the emails are spam, anyways. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I like how Google now has like changed it to where like they have the social tab and the promotional tab because I'd like never read those like ever. Like there's like no reason to. So I just go in. I'm deleting those like all the time. And Tino said, for real, call me. I'll never answer an email. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, Hess, because uh, even uh, Lane with Heisman, it's like we're doing all this stuff like through email and like everything is just like failing with like the times that we're supposed to talk one time it was him. And then one time it was me. And then, but like the email communication and I was, and then, um, and I, I realized I still had his number. So I texted him and I was like, dude, uh, I was like, let's just communicate via text. And I was like, if there's anything I need to put in the email form, I will. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, he was like, sounds good. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause emails fucking suck. <laughs> We're just past the email age now. Like, I mean, I, like a text message, like we're getting that way faster on our phone. I mean, shit, people can even, if you have an iPhone, you can even send me a text message to my to one of my emails, you know? So, I mean, like even that, like, yeah, it's got to be the messages. Got to be the messages. All right. I kept saying one more bowl and then we're going to start, but one more bowl and then we're, <laughs> and then we're going to start. All right. And Tino taking us off the rails. <laughs> and see, Marty said, I barely got time to answer my pager. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. We ain't got time for a lot around here. Time is money. Time is money. Hell yeah, Theo. Getting into some LB talk here. <coughs> I know, Marco. I just said that. <laughs> I said one more bowl, and I said <laughs> I said that like three bowls ago. But yeah, sometimes got to get, get a little bit off the rails. We got to get back on the rails. And sometimes the bowls, that's what brings us back on the rails. All right, and I'll pack one for during the show as well. I know we're on the show, but you guys know what I mean. So, yeah, we're going to do this uh, this linebacker video. And then, uh, so this time at the end of the video, I probably will peace out depending on 
what happens. But uh, yeah, let's get down to biz. And Mike Joseph said, what up, homies? Can't wait for the lunch break. Going to hit the pen a few times. Let's get it. Hell yeah, Theo. Zaire Franklin, waiver wire pickup of the year. And uh, I'm going to even go back. Like, you can even go back on the uh, on the videos that I did. And I'm sure it's like week one. I'm sure it's like week one. He's like the main picture. Like, uh, like on there. Let's see. Oh, this one might have even been an uploaded video. Yeah, let me try to find it. Because it was like the week one. It was either like week one or it might have even been before then. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. He's got to be. Oh, that's the defense IDP. There we go. Yeah, let's see who the uh let's see if we got the names in here. No, it may not even have it. it. Had to be Zaire Franklin like week one though. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Let's end this real quick. All right, well, I'm not going to listen to that whole thing because I talked about the linebackers for like 10 minutes there. But I know I talked about Zaire Franklin in uh, in, in in some of these early like IDP uh, videos. But uh, that, that's all he had to do for like a lot of these IDP leagues was literally just like follow and just listen like week to week. And uh, yeah, like we was helping you guys kill it all year long. All right. Theo said, nicknamed the turtle, like the show. <laughs> I grew up watching as a kid. I like it, bro. I like it. All right. Here we go. Let me mark this down, and then we'll start. All right. Here we go. All right. Boom. What up? What up? Fantasy football hustler back at you. We got another IDP video for you. IDP freaks. Where are you guys at? If it's your first time here, make sure you subscribe. We are doing our season in review series and the position that we are reviewing right now is the linebacker position. We're going to break down the top 12 and then I'm going to throw out uh, the other, like, you know, 13 or so after that, just so we can break down the top 25 a little bit. Appreciate everyone who is rocking in the chat right now. Shout out to our man, Theo, who said Zaire Franklin, waiver wire pickup 
of the year. Hell yeah, because you picked him up hella early. If you were watching on this show, you heard it super, super early. Bogey, I mean, he he's always asking me, who's the next man up? And when Leonard wasn't going to play, told him Zaire Franklin going to be the next man up. So we've been talking about guys like Zaire Franklin for a minute. Let's get into the top LBs, though. And we got to start off with Foy Olakun. Now, for those who don't know, we are the, the point system that we are using is IDP one, two, three. You can go search on, uh, on YouTube, IDP one, two, three scoring. You'll find my video. It'll be like one of the top ones. I'm going to be creating a new one here very, very soon for you guys to check out, explain it in more detail. Make sure you guys are getting your dynasty leagues on point. Foy Olakun, 384 points this year. 184 combined tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. I mean, just killing the game, though. I don't even think he had any single-digit games throughout the season. No, I mean, his the least amount of points he ever scored in a game this year was 12. And, yeah, he. let's see how many games he had over 20. One, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine out of 17 games will include week 18, nine out of 17 games. He went over 20 points. This dude is just a beast for Lacoon. I'm sorry that I disrespected you last season um, because I didn't put him in the top 10. I got a little bit nervous about him moving over to Jacksonville and he only increased his production, but here's, here was my top 10 list from last year my, my top that, that i created in july so i did it kind of early uh, or no june end of june and uh, yeah these were going to be my top 10 redraft linebackers roquan smith tj watt micah parsons cj mosley devondre campbell darius leonard bobby wagner Eric Kendricks, Devin White, and Denzel Perryman. So you can go search this video. This was last June. Um, last June. And I said top 12 linebackers. So dang it. I'm, I'm, I didn't go through this like all the way, but those were 10 of the top 12 that I had. I don't know where I'm missing two of the other top two in there. Because one of them may have been Foyo Lacoon. Let me actually, let, let me go check this real quick. And we'll cut out we'll cut out the dead space in here for the upload. Because I never changed my ranks. Okay, so here was my top 12 from last year. And it, it, it had to be on that video, like somewhere. I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure. It even says top 12. So I'm not even sure what happened why it only gave me 10 names. But last year, my top 12 were Roquan, Jordan Brooks, TJ Watt, Michael Parsons, CJ Mosley, Devondre Campbell, Darius Leonard, Foy Olakun, Bobby Wagner, Eric Kendricks, Devin White, and Denzel Perryman. That was my top 12 from last year. So we'll cut out all that dead space out of there. And I read you the top one. That was Foyo Lacoon. Definitely paying off for whatever draft capital you drafted him at. Number two on the year was Roquan Smith, 361 points, 169 combined tackles. 69, dudes. Added in five sacks this year as well. 
actually five or four and a half. Looks like it's four and a half sacks that he added in this year. Three INTs just totally paying off the super high draft capital for him because he was drafted number one in a lot of the IDP leagues that we were doing. I mean, especially because I was so high on him. Everyone just knows how much of a beast he is. He's been a beast since he's been in the league at 20 years old. How about number three, though? I wish I had more of him, and I had him in a handful of leagues. But Nick Bolton, 349 points, 180 combined tackles, mixed in two sacks and two INTs. Nick Bolton, probably the steal of your drafts because he wasn't going in the top 12 LBs. He was going in the top 24 somewhere, but it was really like going to be subjective on who was in there, how much they really liked him. He killed it, man. He killed it. Nick Bolton paying off every bit of the draft capital. Now, who Theo said was the waiver wire pickup of the year. And I definitely agree with that. Zaire Franklin, 340 points. He did not have a single digit game the entire season. And that is just freaking amazing. I mean, Nick Bolton, he even had one game where it was single digits. Roquan had two games where it was single digits. And I think that was like right when he got traded to Baltimore. Zaire Franklin as consistent as they came this year. Like that just, and you got him off the waiver wire. They love him. He's a captain of their team. Like it's, uh, it's awesome, man. He really paid off. Now, another guy who I was super, super high on, but obviously not high enough because I didn't put him into my top 12, TJ Edwards. He, like Zaire Franklin, also did not have any single-digit games. LB5 on the year, 159 combined tackles. The heart and soul of that Eagles defense, that is for sure. Now, we're making it into the top six. Bobby Wagner, so consistent, 32 years old. It doesn't matter. He didn't have one single-digit game the entire season, like, man, Bobby Wagner going over to the Rams. It was so awesome for him. Didn't miss any time or anything. It's fucking amazing. Now, another guy who I definitely got to put up there in the category of waiver, waiver, IDP waiver wire ads, like for the year, especially early, Drew Tranquil. Man, talk about a stud. 27 years old. He only had one single-digit game throughout the entire season. As consistent as they come. I mean, obviously, everyone on this list is super consistent. But Drew Tranquil, you didn't even draft him. You picked him up as a waiver wire ad. 144 combined tackles, five five sacks. He mixed in a forced fumble. He mixed in an INT as well. Just awesome, man. Awesome that we got two guys in the top seven that we can say were waiver wire ads, like hands down for sure. At the number eight linebacker, a guy who I was very, very high on, and uh, I had him at number five on my list, finishes as LB8. Come on, man. CJ Mosley, let's go. 158 combined tackles. Let's see. I don't think he had any single-digit games either. Oh, he had one single-digit game, and that is it. But just killing it all year. All year just killing the game cj mosley he's 30 years old doesn't matter he missed a couple seasons due to uh, uh one was due to injury and then he sat out after the acl tear 
for uh, the COVID year, which was very smart because he came back last year, just super, super solid. And then this year, backing it up with an even, I mean, more points, only three more points, but backing it up with a very, very similar season. Uh, just, just awesome, man. Less tackles, but he added in a couple more big plays. All right. Now, Phil, this is definitely one of our children here on the show. Our man, Frankie Louvu. Oh, yeah. Finishing as LB9. Cracking 300 points. 303 points. 111 combined tackles. The seven sacks. That's what did. Uh, that's what got him raising up in the list. He also mixed in a touchdown, an interception. He had a forced fumble. Yeah, Frankie Louvu, another guy who you heard us talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks on the waiver wire shows. And yeah, Frankie Louvu, awesome, awesome. That's the one word that I can say to describe him is awesome. And yeah, Frank uh, Theo said it right there. Frankie Louvu is a beast. Let's get another beast waiver wire pickup. Yeah, hell yeah. That's three, three beastly waiver wire pickups that you got in the top nine at the position. Insane. Now, Jordan Brooks. I was hella high on Jordan Brooks, as you guys heard. He misses one game at the end. And then, I mean, he, he missed a bunch of that week 17 game as well. So let's say he missed like one and a half games. The kind of points that he was on, I mean, shit, he, he's getting 20 points around 20 more often than not. So, yeah, I mean, he had eight points, I think, in like the first quarter or something that game. So he gets two more games out of there. Maybe he does. Maybe he, he's cracking top three. He's cracking top three. Like where, you know, inside of there, who knows? But yeah, Jordan Brooks, like sucks that it's an ACL tear. Sucks that it's like at the end of the year. So. He's someone who, for redraft next year, I mean, you're not even drafting him. I'm curious to see what, uh, you know, for um, like dynasty purposes, where he's going to go. Because, I mean, dude's only 25, like right now. Like he is super, super young. He's going to be around for a lot of years. That is for sure. Yeah. And Theo said, great championship week two uh, for Luvu. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. He had 36 points that week. That was his second biggest game of the year. So Luvu, he picked the right day to show out. That is for sure. All right. Rounding out the top 12. Number 11, the guy who I said was going to take a real big third-year leap, and that is Patrick Queen and the damn soundboard. He's a killer queen. Yeah, Patrick Queen killing the game this year and even when roquan came over like maybe he had a couple iffy games or whatever but it didn't change anything like that probably like made him step up his game and i mean he kind of screwed us in week 17 you know kind of lame there but i mean for weeks and weeks um leading up to uh for weeks and weeks leading up to the playoffs i mean just you know these 20 point games it's like just keeps going and going and going and um, damn near 300 points this year, 297 points, 117 total tackles, five big sacks, two interceptions. Now here was someone who, uh, I mean, totally just like came out of nowhere. And that's Rashawn Evans finishing as LB 12 on the year. 
he, he really sucked like towards the end. That was one of the things that kind of sucked for him. And who knows if this is something that's going to be repeatable, but the Falcons were just so bad. There was just this stretch where he was just getting 20 points a game, like every single game. Like it went from week six to week 15 where he didn't get less than 19 points in any of those games. Like it sucks that like he fell off in week 16 and 17, right when he needed to be doing it for the fantasy uh, championships. But man, I mean, that's just crazy. Like what a year. And like another guy who you got off the waiver wire for sure. I mean, guys like Patrick Queen were probably drafted, even though he probably wasn't drafted in as many leagues. Uh, he was, I, I doubt he was someone that I, I can't remember. I guess I got to go back and watch my waiver wire video. Cause we talked about guys who were like less than 30 or 20% rostered on, uh, in Yahoo leagues. But yeah, Rashawn Evans, like his first two weeks were kind of blah, but then in week three, like, man, he had like 12 total tackles. He had like 29 points. Then he backs it up with the 18 pointer. Then he has a single digit game, but then he goes on that tear for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, a nine week tear. That was just, uh, that was just insane. And Theo said, let's go Patrick Queen Elizabeth. Let's go. And, uh, Peanut Butter and Waver said he probably won't play next year. Who, who are we talking about that probably won't play next year? And Marco said Freddie would have turned over his grave <laughs> if he heard you singing. <laughs> I, hey, I normally have the sound drop, okay? I normally have the Freddie sound drop, okay? The, the soundboard's a little fucked up right now. I had to reset everything on my computer. Um, yeah, so that was, hey, take it easy, Marco. Take it easy. <laughs> And uh, yeah, Theo's another great waiver pickup. I didn't pick up Evans, but great year for him for sure. And Theo said, still did better than Micah Parsons in the playoff weeks. Yeah, that's what's crazy, man. A lot of these guys, they really, really uh, upset us down uh, the road. Yeah, peanut butter waiver said Brooks. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's probably better if he misses the entire year anyways. It, it really is just for him to actually bounce back in. Because uh, what is this? This was his, was this his third year? Yeah, this was his third year. Yeah, 2020 was his first year. So, yeah, you miss year four, but then you come back strong for year five. And Marco said, sure, blame it on the technical issues. Hey, man, we are having technical issues with the soundboard. <laughs> we, got the, we got the bare necessities. 69 dudes and we got the entrance music but yeah we don't have all the weed drops we don't have all the football drops that we need but don't worry we're gonna be getting it back i got it all on my computer it's just it, it takes time to upload uh everything onto the uh onto the soundboard and i'm trying to get it more organized now than i had it before so i'm working on it marco i'm working on it all right let's smoke a bowl and then we're going to get into the, the, and then we're going to round out the top 25. But here's the top 12 for those who may have missed any of it or fast forwarded any part of it. We got Ola Kuhn, number one, Roquan Smith, number two, Nick Bolton, number three, Zaire Franklin, four, TJ Edwards, five, Bobby Wagner, six, Drew Tranquil, seven, CJ Mosley, eight, Frankie Louvu, nine, Jordan Brooks, 10, Patrick Queen, 11. And to round it out, Rashawn Evans, linebacker 12 from the Atlanta Falcons.
I'm going to smoke this bowl for everyone in the 420 crew who's watching at home and the millions watching on pay-per-view television. <coughs> the top 24, I'm sure, is going to be very interesting here. Very, very interesting. And let's start it off <coughs> with Devin White. I guess I even overshot it. Devin White at linebacker 11. I I was just off of him. Like for his career, he's kind of just going like this for fantasy. And I think it's because he's so good. It's just like he's getting, he's getting a lot of respect. Teams don't want to run at him, shit like that. Uh, he had 124 combined tackles, 292 uh, points. So, I mean, not too shabby. I mean, even if we compare that, you know, I mean, he's, he's still 292 points, still finishes as a, a top five RB, finishes as a top seven wide receiver i mean shit 292 he's the number two tight end you know just to put it in context you know how good uh how the idp one two three scoring how good it is uh with all of my leagues i mean i adjust the scoring on offense a little bit to where there's an uptick in uh, in certain spots and uh but yeah devin white 292 points bobby o'carrot cake or okariki however you uh know him as 285 points, 149 tackles. He definitely paid off the draft capital finishing as LB 14 was super, super solid him and Zaire Franklin. It didn't matter. So, I mean, if Leonard was there, it wouldn't have mattered. We were already on a carrot cake like that. And, uh, and Tino said, Huss, uh, this IDP rank was standard IDP scoring. So there is no standard IDP scoring. That's the thing that's kind of tough right now because every platform has their own like scoring system. So the IDP one, two, three, this is standard on sleeper. So if you guys like play most of your leagues on sleeper, this would be like standard IDP scoring on sleeper. Hey, Antonio in the house. What up? We're talking about the, we just talked about the top 12 linebackers. Now we're talking about the top 24 and we are on LB 15, Mr. Jordan Hicks. Yeah. He probably wasn't drafted in a lot of leagues as well. 129 total tackles, 280 points. Super, super solid, super solid. Let's talk about someone who definitely underperformed and that is micah parsons he didn't even do better than what he did last year and it's crazy because like i even said that he was going to step back in the tackle department so i was kind of crazy for even ranking him number four but i i always thought that he could have taken an uptick in uh the sack category and, and he did i mean last year he got 13 this year he got 13 and a half so super solid there uh he had three forced fumbles last year he had three this year you know so i mean not too shabby he had three fumble recoveries this year last year he didn't have any fumble recoveries but he takes a step back like he uh, he declines by nearly 20 total tackles and so that's where he took a little bit of the hit on uh, on his point total right and uh 
And Tino said, yeah, uh, some of the linebackers aren't even top 10 in my Yahoo with bogey. Yeah, for sure. Like that's, uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. What? And I know like even, uh, like, um, uh, what's his name? Steamboat. He got into one of my leagues and, uh, <laughs> he sees the IDP scoring. He's like, Oh, all right. He was like, we ain't fucking around over here. And Chris, we said, I don't see an option for wavering uh, the number three playoff leagues. Uh, you go under players. That's what you're looking for is players. All right. So Jordan Hicks, linebacker 15. Micah Parsons, linebacker 16. 277 points, so still super solid. And uh, also tied, I guess, for... Uh, for what do we say for 17, 14, six, no, 16. Yeah, 16 slash 17. Eric Kendricks, 277 points, 138 uh, combined tackles. He uh, declined by like 24 points from last year. So kind of uh, same thing like Parsons. Um, I mean, Parsons, I guess, declined by a little bit more. He declined by 10, 20, 30, like 38-ish, 37 something like that Ooh, all right at uh two so 14 16 18 uh linebacker 18 someone who you more than likely got off the waiver wire as well christian kirksey he only had one single digit game it, it just happens to be in week 17 so that just kind of sucks but only one single digit game throughout the entire year and he was pretty much left for dead like i don't like even for next year, like who knows with um with Lovey Smith, uh you know like who Lovey Smith is gone, so who knows what changes like with the defense and all that. But yeah, Christian Kirksey kind of came out of nowhere, um definitely um uh, off the radar. I mean, since 2017, he really hasn't been uh fantasy viable. Like maybe last year a little bit, like in spurts. But uh yeah, he came back to life. He came back to life, Christian Kirksey. 30 years old. So, I mean, we'll see Matt Milano. Oh yeah. So this is linebacker 19 that he finished as he did miss. A, he missed one game during the year and week 17, you know, he, he plays in the game. I mean, that's what we're calling it now. It's the game. Uh, he played in that. So that's a single digit point, obviously. But besides that, he only had two single digit games. And for the most part, like, I mean, even in uh, in these playoff uh, these playoff leagues, like he's the number one scoring IDP player for the week. So yeah, Milano just just killing it. It's all with the tackles. He mixes in, you know. I mean, he only had one and a half sacks on the year, so I mean, he's not really mixing in sacks. I mean, he had three interceptions on the year, two forced fumbles. You know, nothing crazy. It's just all about those tackles, man. Ninety nine total tackles for Milano, just killing the game. Fred Warner finishing. As uh, LB, or wait, let me see. Hold on. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Okay, yeah. Finishing as LB 20 is Fred Warner, 273 points. Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell right behind him. So that is pretty cool. You got two Denver linebackers, both cracking the top 24. And Singleton, I mean, he was just, I mean, both guys we're just kind of on crazy tears at different times. And you're playing on a real shitty offense and people are running on you like all the time, Singleton and Jewel. They, they were some shiny Jewels for some weeks. That's for sure. And, uh, 
And let's see the last two here. We got Levante David. So, uh, I mean, we got Devin White and Levante David, both finishing in the top 24. So super solid for that combo. 226 or 266 points for Levante David. And then Cody Barton finished rounding out the top 24 uh, with 226 points. So tied there with, uh, with Levante David. Really, really solid it is uh it is really really solid in the top 24 here all guys who have could have made a real huge impact on your team like cody barton and cody barton was a waiver wire pick like that's for sure but like 266 compared to uh so even so the top 24 linebacker this is why you got to increase your scoring as well the top the 24th linebacker is uh two four six is the seventh running back uh 7th running back 2468 uh 7th wide receiver um second tight end so i always recommend increasing the scoring a little bit as well and i can go in and i'm, I'm probably going to create a video that's idp123 scoring and then i'm probably going to create a video with um just the overall scoring of like a hustler a hustler league scoring but then i almost don't want to do it because i don't want to put everyone on game of like what it is because there's already multiple people who like jacked my scoring system and all that so maybe i won't do that actually now that we're thinking about it and uh and tino said how much is the tfl um in your league Huss. uh uh two tackle for losses two and theo said Joel was a beast all season uh did he have any single digits uh in your leagues let's see i know i'm i'm pretty sure he did actually no no single digits uh for josie Jewel. he did miss four games so i mean that's that that was really he would have been a lot better had he played every single game. Like, who knows where he would have finished? Uh, well, actually, I mean, I guess let's just uh, let's pretend, right, that that he did play all of those. Um, Two sixty-seven divided by thirteen, and then times seventeen. Yeah, if you pace him out on a seventeen game, he finishes at three forty-nine. That would have been tied for third place with Nick Bolton. So, yeah, Josie Jewell killing it. And uh, and Tino said so. It's one tackle, two TD, and three sacks. Uh, yeah, that's super low because in in this one, it's two points for a solo tackle, one for an assisted tackle. Uh, TD is six, and a sack is six as well. So yeah, like IDP one two three way higher, uh, way higher than that. They said this is uh, the scoring is tackle premium. Well, how? Well, because why? Because it's one point per tackle. Is that like one point for a solo and then like a half for uh, and then like a half? Is, is that what it would be for uh, for an assisted? And uh, let me see. We're actually I'm going to read off the top 36 because linebackers go hard. That's for sure. And uh, so we got Matt Judon. Alex Anzalone, Hassan Reddick, Demario Davis, Dre Greenlaw, Logan Wilson, Isaiah Simmons, Alex Highsmith, Quay Walker, Shaq Thompson, Nuosu, and then Zaven Collins to round out the top 36 LBs. And the, the 36th LB scored 234 points. 
That's why that's why IDP is just uh, it really helps these defenders make a difference. And then I always recommend upping the offensive scoring as well, just to kind of balance things out a little bit as well. Yeah, and Theo said, uh, anal zone, get in the zone, the anal zone. Cha. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to get that drop, too. We're going to get that drop because because uh, I do. Um, we're going to get the get in the zone part. Yeah, get get in the zone. And then we'll finish it off. The anal zone. Yeah, one thing that I really need help with, if someone wants to help out, I really want to take the soundboard and the drops to the next level, but it's so hard to just get like, just go out and find all these drops and all that. Just everything takes time. Everything takes time in this process because first you got to find the clip. Then you got to download the clip. Then you got to put the clip on somewhere where you can raise the volume, like on the clip and then you got to save it. And then you got to, you know, yada, yada, like a whole bunch of stuff, but it just all takes time. Uh, but that's why. Need some help from the 420 crew. Appreciate all you IDP freaks coming to hang out with us. We're going to smoke this bowl with you for you 420 enthusiasts and be on the lookout. I'm going to be dropping more IDP content this off season than I have ever dropped before. So make sure you guys are coming in and uh, paying attention, guys. Paying attention. Because Dynasty <coughs> content <coughs> coming real soon. <coughs> We're even going to have <coughs> a new 420 crew member <coughs> with their own Dynasty show <coughs> on the platform. <coughs> a lot of cool things are going to be happening this offseason. We're going to be bringing back the Hanging with the 420 crew episodes. Get some new people on here. <coughs> Discover some more new 420 crew members. If there's anybody who wants to get on camera and uh, come on to one of these episodes of Hanging with the 420 crew, make sure you hit me up because we want more 420 crew members. <laughs> and Jaws said, needs help with the anal zone. <laughs> And Marco said, how do you spot an impotent guy at a nude beach? <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> Man, I got to get the uh, I got to get the rim shot for you, Marco. <laughs> get the whole crowd hyped up for you. Appreciate everyone who watched the IDP video on replay. Appreciate everybody who's here for our wake or for our wake and bake. Tuesday, every every Tuesday at 8 a.m. West Coast time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Appreciate you guys. And yeah, we get more. We get, uh, we're, we're going to get crazy. We're going to get crazy. And, uh, and Marty, he said, I'll get on camera. Nice, bro. Nice. Let's get it. We're going to be uh, probably, I, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to bring that back, but um, yeah, really soon. 
really soon we are going to be bringing back hanging with the 420 crew get a bunch of crew members coming on and chilling and niner said hey i forgot about about the wake and bake i use a substance that messes with my short-term memory niner well just since you popped in right at the end i was about to end it but we'll smoke one more bowl with our man niner appreciate you for coming through homie and uh what do we got later we got fnt a little later today and uh and that's about it at least uh for right now yeah and uh, oh don't forget to be on the lookout for our silver screen breakdown episodes because now we have a hollywood actor who is uh, joining the crew so now instead of just me and bogey there's a trio of us that will be breaking down uh these movies and i'm not sure exactly what movie that we're going to do next um those episodes probably going to be happening on friday nights and uh, they'll be great to watch live they'll be great to watch on the uploads as well or i mean on the replays as well all right let's smoke it up peeps let's get one more and marco said typical hustler move find it a random reason to smoke another bowl hey man niner's the homie all right <laughs> and wouldn't you guys rather me be here for one more bowl shooting the shit for a couple more minutes than hopping off <laughs> Yeah, Crispy said, give me money. <coughs> yeah, Bogard wasn't here for these episodes, but uh, he'll be back with FNT. Yeah, smoke it up, Marty. <coughs> that was the one anyways. <coughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. We have reached cloud nine. All right. We'll see you guys later. And, uh, oh, yeah. What happened to peace? Peace. Defense on me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever. The night they played the Titans. Oh, yeah.